Okay. Yep. Yep. You good? Yeah. Cool. Music. <laughs> I love doing that. I know you do. Hello and welcome to Tabletop Talks by Cooperative Cardboard. My name is Josh. And my name is Katie. And today we're going to be covering Gingerbread House. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So first released in 2018 through Lookout Games, uh, Gingerbread House was designed by Phil Walker-Harding, noted designer of other titles such as Sushi Go, Imhotep, and my personal favourite, Baron Park. You do love that game. I do. It's a great game. too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's how I had to play that game, guys. (laughs) It's been quite a lot of times, isn't it? Tetris with bears. Yes, it is. Tetris with bears. Which is why it's great. Anyway, Gingerbread House. (laughs) (laughs) So first and foremost, this is a tile placement game with a strong puzzle theme uh, that is suited for younger players and families, along with gamers who are fans of the genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, The spiel, according to Board Game Geek... So once upon a time, a witch lived alone in her house in the depths of the forest. Her favourite hobby was baking yummy gingerbread. In fact, she loved gingerbread so much that she built her entire house out of it. Unfortunately, she wasn't the only one who loved it. Rude fairy tale characters passing by were eating away her walls, windows and doors. One day, the witch decided that she'd had enough of them, all helping themselves, and as... and, sorry, paying attention to which types of gingerbread these greedy intruders liked the most... She came up with an idea on how to get rid of them once and for all. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Added in a couple of extra bits, haven't we? Yeah, a few little um, bits and bobs as extras, uh, like determining first player, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. You'll uh, hopefully notice them as you listen throughout. Yeah, so yeah. we've just added a few things and change the format slightly but not drastically in yeah. any way shape or form yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's still the same old podcast it's just okay. uh, a yeah. few extra bits so how so this is one of our first new ones so how do you determine the first player josh this is kind of a cute one so to determine the starting witch you go by the one who last visited a forest oh i like that yeah but with me and you we do everything together yeah yeah there's no tiebreaker for determining the first player yeah so flip a coin, maybe, yeah. if you've both visited it together. Or just be nice to each other and just yeah, sign to yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're able, if you're able. So, as a general rules overview, the aim of the game is to capture fairy tale creatures whilst building a gingerbread house. A delightfully simple game with complex strategic thought. To set up, each witch around the table is now to play a board. That includes areas known as the pantry, where you collect your gingerbread tokens, a gate where you attract creatures, a workshop for stairs, and a treasury for your bonus cards. You're then dealt 15 random building tiles and one stairway tile. You then deal four fairy tale creatures from the creature deck, allowing each witch to choose one and place it in front of them in their gate. And finally, you deal out the bonus cards for the number of players to be captured as the game goes on. Mm. You then take it in turns to place a building tile onto your player board. Each placement will trigger two symbol effects with the possibility of bonus effects for completing an entire level, etc. You resolve the effects and, where possible, capture creatures from either the river or from your gate. Uh, You continue this until each witch has no more double tiles left to place, which should happen on the same round. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's general play in the game. Anything I've missed? Anything you want to add in for the general play? No. No, I think you've covered it. Yeah. There are a few sort of bits and bobs, like when you capture the bonus cards and when you gain currency and that sort of stuff, gaining extra stairs and switching out tokens Mm. and tiles and stuff like that. But that's all more in the complex deeper delve into the rules rather than a, a simple overview mm-hmm. <laughs> okie dokie now the winning conditions so the winner is the player with the most victory points at the end of the game and these are earned through each trapped creature that has a victory point value at the bottom of their card bonus cards which specify their individual scoring effects and leftover gingerbread tokens yeah. so for each two tokens left over you gain two points mhm and now, on to another new section. It's a tiebreaker. Yep. So, if you have the same amount of victory points, how do you decide, Josh? So, in the event of a tie, the tallest house will win. But if you're still tied, mm-hmm. Phil would like you to enjoy that win together. Aw, girl, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So, Katie, what type of player would you say it's attended towards? So... What I like about this game is that they have left it so that kids can play it. Mm. It is one that you can play like as a family if you have young children or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So um, on the box it says 8 plus. On the website it says 10 plus. Decide amongst <laughs> yourselves. Um, so I've popped that it can be enjoyed by obviously a variety mm-hmm. of people who like board games. Yeah. Because um, it is quite a nice little one. It is quite quick play. It's only 30 minutes plus um obviously it's puzzly if you like that sort of thing but also also you actually build you know you're popping tiles on top of each other and you're building a little house so um it's quite good if you enjoy that sort of thing as well if you like physically building things and that sort of thing but it's quite good for like a quick game yeah like you know say you have some friends over who may not play that many board games i'm sure this will be one that we can bring out yes yeah when lockdown is over Yes, when lockdown is finally over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doki, and um, do you know why we purchased this one? Um, I didn't purchase it, quite clearly, because <laughs> I never purchased any of them. They just appear. <laughs> so this one appeared because you want to play it at Christmas time. Yes. Which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. So you bought it for a Christmas game a which never happened. Unfortunately, the Christmas game a didn't happen. Um, I felt this was a Christmassy themed game. Mm. Not totally Christmas themed, but. Christmas themed enough. That it yeah, it's a lot. It's be just festive. it's nice to. Yeah, exactly. Um, plus, I like making gingerbread, so. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Bonus. <laughs> That's one thing about the pieces. Actually, when we were playing, they've got the pieces are little like gingerbread cookies, and it did make me want to try and make gingerbread and make it look like the game piece. So yeah. you never know. I might do that on Twitter <laughs> one day. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Can we play the game with them as well, making the size. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that with patchwork as well. Because I could do that. That would be fun. Anyway, sorry. We digress. Um, Moving on, we're going to quickly cover the artwork for this game. Uh, So the artwork was done by Andy Elkerton and Clemens Franz. Or Franz. Um, So would you like to go first? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, I mean, based on the illustrations and whatnot, the artwork is quite, uh, quite iconic, and it does remind me of sort of old story book tales and, and that sort of mm. stuff um i particularly like the wanted poster on the front of the is that front of the house that yeah, is him. that is him that's phil walker harding yeah um which is quite cute yeah um it is 
obviously like classic like you said like classic fairy tales but I said it also leans towards the fact that this is like family friendly which is nice yeah, yeah it does yeah, yeah um, I've popped here that I think it would be really good to have a dark version with the proper old school grim characters <laughs> don't think that's going to happen but there you go that's just an idea not well, like when you when you deal out certain characters you've got four turns to capture him or he takes your thumbs or something yeah, like that something like and that. you have to place all the all the tiles no I just meant like even no like not even changing like the gameplay I just meant like it would just be really funny to have like a proper you know the grim grim dark style anyway that's just um, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it is it is cute artwork uh, I think it's really well done um, I quite like the use of greens and stuff like that because yeah, I'm a fan exactly. of the green characters yeah. uh, green colour and whatnot. Um, the fairy tale creatures all on that are pretty cool as well yeah. um, especially if you look in the darker recesses you can still see like the wolf and stuff like that sort mm. of trying to creep in uh, I think that's quite cute and quite nice yeah. Um, so yeah, they're good score for the artwork there. I would have said. Yeah, definitely. Um, so along with the artwork, we'll also cover the components. Um, now in my notes, I've written biscuits dot 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 question mark. Biscuits. Yeah. Well, I told. Yeah. I've, I guess I've already <laughs> said that I like yeah. it because I made it made me want to make it out of actual gingerbread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're all well designed, and I like the second pieces. It's really satisfying. Yeah, they're really Just thick. Like, yeah. Because um, you you can play some tile placement games that are great, you know, patchwork for example, the the tiles are quite thin. Yeah. Obviously it's fabric. It's mm. supposed to be fabric, so it doesn't need to be. But the tiles in this are really quite chunky. Um, yeah, so you probably build and, a little yeah. Yeah, it's it's really quite nice. Um and the other components are all good as well. The the card stock's nice and, and so is mm. so are the tokens that you punch out to, to pay for stuff with. Yeah, I like the little cookie card ones. I yeah, think. exactly, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, no, I I'd give the components quite a high score as well, really. Um they're uh, they're nice and, and I like them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome source. Uh moving on to our favourite section. It's Katie's interesting facts. Right, I actually have worked on this. Okay. I've actually done some stuff. Nice. So, okay. So, as well as the beginning bit that you read out, which is in the thing, I went on the Lookout website and they actually have like a bigger chunk. Okay. So, I'm going to read it to you. Go for it. If I can pronounce things properly, please accept (laughs) my apologies in advance. So... The wind sweeps through your hair and clothes while you ride your broom through the sky, visiting the Walpurgis. Is that how I'm saying it? Walpurgis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. Walpurgis night gathering last night was a great experience and worthwhile as always. But now you are pleased to come home after a long magical night. You can already see the shimmer and glitter of the icing on your gingerbread house. But something seems odd. Did those nasty little fairy tale characters come back again? You speed up even more, and soon you are finally home. Unfortunately, you were right. <laughs> Whole pieces of your porch are missing, and a trail of gingerbread crumbs lead into the forest. Furious and no longer happy, you head into your house and start thinking of how to stop these hideous little thieves. And after some time, a plan starts to grow. You will need to attract them one after the other in order to catch them, and then you will scold them to never do it again. <laughs> I thought you ate them when we first played this. Yeah. I was like, what do we do? Do we eat them now? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Luckily, you start making notes. You started making notes when all this began, so you know which fairy tale character likes which gingerbread best. So that's really that's cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. So, and I was like, well, what is um, Wool Purchase Night? Um, so I had a little look. So a bit ironic that a witch would be going to this, but Walpurgis Night is a 
Roman Catholic Church Christian feast day. Okay. So it's the feast day, it's the eve of the feast day of Saint um, Walpurga, um, who was a saint, and she celebrated in Northern Europe and Scandinavia. Okay. So what you do on Saint Walpurga's Eve, I'm gonna, this is gonna need some heavy editing, I'm afraid. <laughs> so what you do on the Eve in order to, it's you light bonfires on the Eve to ward off witches and evil spirits, which is why it's kind of ironic that she's oh, okay. celebrating it. Yeah, yeah. So there's like loads of like local variations of it, but the one I thought was quite interesting and is I've pulled all this from Wikipedia. So if I'm if I'm offending anyone, apologies. Um, so in the Czech Republic. They light massive bonfires okay. on the eve, and when they see black, you know, like plumes of black smoke coming off, they celebrate that as a witch flying away. Oh, okay. Which Fair I enough. thought was quite cute. So, and this all happens on April thirtieth to May the first. So that's when we should be playing Gingerbread House. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we actually did play it during. I that think time. we did play it during that time. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's when we first started playing it. Yeah. So apologies for my bad pronunciation, but I thought that was quite interesting that they popped that in on their little the lookout site. Yeah, that's really that interesting. That's the night that they that this this began. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's nice. I actually had an interesting fact today. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I can't pronounce it, and I tried to Google how to pronounce it, and it was mm. just oh, it just went down you know the rabbit hole on that one without an actual answer so yeah apologies yeah, yeah. in advance <laughs> yeah fair fair enough yeah awesome i like that yeah i That's didn't tell cool. you that beforehand no you didn't no you just saw me swearing <laughs> at a computer because i couldn't find out how to pronounce something yeah <laughs> <laughs> okie dokie um so josh josh has one interesting fact to add to this I do, yeah. Um, as I was going through the rule book and uh, making notes for the other sections, uh, I did notice that every honorific within the rule book uh, is she, is female. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yes, you are playing a witch, and so they're in some instances they're referring to the the witch character as such. Mm. But if you do look through the majority of rule books, it's really bad that they always use the male. Yeah. They always do it. One of my favourite games does it and it winds me right up. Yeah. Every single time. (laughs) Because generally within the rule book, you're not referencing the type of play you're taking control of. You're referencing the player, the physical player themselves that sat around the, the table. Yeah. And for some reason, they've gone with the male. Every single time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. They don't even go they and them yeah. in most rule books, you know, so it's it's gender neutral. He. Yeah. Um, he, they're he, always he, he him, uh, and whatnot, his. Uh, his. Uh, but in Gingerbread House, Phil has put an, put every reference as female. And, yeah, uh, witches. Yeah, witches. I wanted um, to get, I was going to sneak that into this, <laughs> this uh, episode at some point. I was going to say, yeah, witches, and now so I can know, sleep know happy ever. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know it's not necessarily groundbreaking as such, but I thought it was really important to to draw attention to that um, because you just don't see it. Yeah, exactly, and it's something that maybe board game community needs to get a little bit better at. Oh, they absolutely do. Um, you know, there's no need for for it to be. Mm. It's uh, quite a minor thing. Like, it's not it's not like the end of the world. It's just something that's just yeah, a not, bit I more. Can't con- play this it's game just a bit of yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't play this game because it references men. I must yeah. leave now. No, um, it's just one of those things that's nice to see someone doing it differently and also yeah. being considerate. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and consistent as well throughout the rule book. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Phil never changes back to uh, the male when referring to the players around the table. Mm. He keeps it as the female throughout. So, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I just think it's really important to point out and, and yeah, and yeah. really good. Awesome. Awesome. All right, two interesting facts for you people. Indeed. Enjoy. <laughs> Once you've finished listening to this podcast, perhaps you'll come and check out That's Life podcast. With me, Tom, and him, Dave, you're bound to have a laugh. What's the worst that could happen? It's not as bad as a kick in the balls. Back to Josh and Katie. So following your interesting facts, can you tell us how much, how much space the game takes up? Oh, I scrolled down to a different section. So space taken up is a smaller box. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to Baron Park mm. and you know smaller games doesn't take up much room at all in terms of the actual box and it's quite nice the insert isn't it yeah yeah the, the way that the game stores inside the box is really nice it's got space for all the tiles and everything so that's quite cute um and the game layout is flexible yeah um so you don't need a massive amount of space to play it um you have all your tokens piled up in the middle and the fairy tale characters in the middle but it's quite fl- quite a nice flexible one yeah I'd say the game board is sort of no bigger than about 15 centimetres mm. around so it's it's not not too too bad uh, on each side not around it's mm. absolutely tiny um, about 15 centimetres each side <clears throat> and all you really need then is access to the tokens mm-hmm. which you can keep in the box and it's not so bad um, I quite like this size of box yeah um, it's good it's not, I think they're generally forged. described as book boxes yeah, you can uh, fit it on a bookshelf, yeah. Yeah, regular bookshelf, you can just sort of stack them all along. Yeah. And they look quite nice, almost like books uh, along the bookshelf. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it doesn't take up much room at all, actually. It's quite compact. Uh, it's almost the sort of game you could take in a... I don't know, if you had a smaller container, uh, you could probably take it on like a, a car trip or a boat trip or something like that. Mm. Maybe even a plane. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yep. easy to travel with. Good times. Okie dokie. So I'm going to move on to the replayability and expansion section now, um, which will hopefully lead to a bit of a discussion and whatnot as well, surrounding Mm. how we feel about it and whatnot. But, so although there are no expansions for the game, uh, it does have the feel of one you can play over and over, at least to me. Um, The reason I feel that way is that the creatures are are all dealt out randomly, the tiles Mm. are all dealt out randomly, your player boards are all dealt out randomly, and so are the bonus cards. Yeah. And all of these kind of greatly affect your strategy um, as you're playing the game. I mean, how do you feel about it? I'm going to disagree. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's like high replayability. Mm. I'm going to say medium. Okay. So it's not like low. It's not like some other games, which I'm not going to get into right now. Um, (laughs) I think it's medium. Like, I don't think I could... I couldn't play a lot of it in a row or wouldn't, you know, it is quite samey. But I get that your strategy does change and I appreciate that they do have random for different fairy tale characters and that mm. sort of thing. But I don't agree that it's like got high okay. replayability. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But we I... can disagree sometimes. <laughs> we can't. Get out. Yeah, of course we can. <laughs> <Divorce>. <laughs> no, I, I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, 
in in actuality, every turn is is the same. You're taking a tile, you're placing it, and then you're scoring the effects. Yeah. The the tile placement and and where you're placing it and mm. for which reason does change. But I suppose you are always making the same move on a turn, just with mm. different decisions. Yeah. Plus, the, when you say like the the bonus cards, they're not that different. So like one of them will be like for the amount of green that you have, or yeah. the amount of blue, or the amount of What's the other colour? The hearts, yeah. So it'll just be, like, different. It'll just switch up which cookie you're collecting. I know that there are other ones. I'm mm. just picking the most basic one there. Yeah. Um, for yeah, ease. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's not, like, drastically changing the game. It's not like you're changing your objective or the way you win and that sort of stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah, no, I yeah. totally get that. There you go. Just adding some conflict in. <laughs> sprinkling of conflict on the gingerbread house. All right, well, rather fittingly... How likely are you to kill your friends? <laughs> okay, so and how? in terms of like how you can almost create conflict or have conflict with your friends in this game, there are two sort of elements. So number one is taking the fairy tale character before the other person does, because yep. also if you don't have the amount of if you don't have the correct um, cookie tokens yet what you can do is you can cover a jail um, square yep. and then you can move that fairy tale character into your jail so no one else can get it but you and you only have two jail spots so you have to balance it carefully mm -hmm. but you can effectively stop anyone else from getting it so that's sort of the main way and then I guess the other way is just picking the bonus card picking yeah, the bonus card the that bonus they card wanted yeah, it's, yeah. that's pretty much it it's quite a light Sort of form of conflict all right so i've got in the uh theme of it all i've got muttering bar humbug under your breath several times <laughs> and sort of but i don't think you'd be openly like swearing at the other players or whatever like that it's more of a light sort of game in that sort of sense i mean it's, obviously if you're playing with someone aggressive yeah then you're always going to end up in a fist fight but <laughs> i think it'll be some bar humbugs around the table i always base my feelings on this mm. not playing against you mm. but playing against spud so i can certainly see myself flinging a biscuit at him mm. no i'm sticking with humbugs <laughs> even against spud yeah but spud annoys me anyway so <laughs> you're welcome spud i hope you're listening <laughs> <laughs> we just play games differently so. yeah. yeah yeah we do we really yeah. do we are friends <laughs> point that out <laughs> Okay, well, I think we've covered off everything we want to discuss there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on to our scores out of six. Okay. So would you like to go first this time? Yep, I'm going to give it a four. You're going to give it a four? Yep. I Fair enjoy enough. it. I like it. I think it's a cute little game. Um, definitely something that is easier to sort of just bring out yeah. um, to the table. And mm -hmm. as I said, like, it can be played with like families and that sort of thing. So I think it is a good all-round game. Um, probably me it might be nice to have a bit more like complexity or a bit more variance but it's a nice game but i'm not i'm not dissing that okay i'm not dissing it it's just no I'm giving it it yeah. yeah so i've sort of decided that going forward i'm going to be harsher with my scores yeah because uh reflecting back on the scores we've given other games in other episodes i think we've been quite generous i think we have um not because they're bad games and we should have given them lower scores mm. just that I think we're Set the bar higher. On, yeah I think Set we've lent yeah, yeah exactly exactly 
Um, so I'm actually going to give this game a three. Whoa. And I'm going to give it a three because, yes, it's a good all-round game. Mm-hmm. It's got good artwork. It's got good components. And the rules are nice and easy to learn. Mm-hmm. The minus for that is that it is a very easy game. Yep. So it is fun, but it's not necessarily challenging. Mm. Um, I can see it going over the heads of many of our friends as uh, like a palate cleanser, not a serious game. Yeah, that's what I mean when mm-hmm. it's like you can pull it out when yeah. you've got people around. It might be good for people who don't, if you have um, like family who mm. don't play other board games other than what Monopoly or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not allowed to play Monopoly with my family. So <laughs> there you go. My grandpa, you know, my grandpa refuses to play Monopoly. Really? Why? Yeah, he refuses it because he just doesn't like the idea of losing money. Oh yeah, like, he, he just mean spirit. He just like he? yeah, he just doesn't like it, so he just refuses to play it. Fair. He'll play Scrabble with you for hours, but um, <laughs> he refuses to play Monopoly just because of the fake money aspect mm. of it. He just can't deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also see this this as a, a good palate cleanser for those that don't like social stroke party games. Oh, okay. yeah. People that wouldn't like Werewolf or that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, social um, deduction. And, yeah, yeah, and that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a three, and that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It means it's an average game. Mm. It falls right into the average. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm giving it a three. Well, I thought I was being harsh with a four. <laughs> I told you I'm going to be way harsher with the scores from now on. Fair play. Um, it's got to be done sometimes. Yeah. What would you go back and change then? Uh, There's a the question. Probably every score I've given. Really? Yeah. <gasps> you better not be talking Other about the castles. Castles <laughs> I keep at mind. Castles is yeah. like... I don't, I don't know why I love that game so much. It's one of my favourites. I just... Why is it so... Is it something about us? Does Maybe. everyone else it's not, t- tell us? Yeah, do you tell like us, that yeah. game? Are we mad? <laughs> Does everyone else hate it and we're just mad? But I don't know. We recently bought um, Between Two Castles, didn't mm-hmm. we? And we've played that quite a few times. That's another beautiful game. But yep. we want to try and, before Very. we review it, we, we need some more people to play it with us, I think. Yeah, um, um, I think for, for the podcast in general, we need a variance of games. Um, yeah. Because, as I said, we've just gotten packed work. Mm. But mean, we've recently done a new Vey Rosenberg title, so it seems a bit yeah. silly to suddenly Plus, we do were playing the on, and we reviewed the online version yeah. of it, so we were we thought we'd give that one. And that's only two player as well. Yeah. So that's quite nice just to crack out between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. So, but some of them, I think it is better if we give it more of a go when it's multiplayer, especially if, so if the uh, rules change, mm. depending. So when you play between two castles with only two you're supposed to have at least three players but you mm-hmm. have like a character called Ludwig yeah a ghost character basically yeah ghost character <laughs> ghost player so yeah, um, it's turns. a bit different so we want to make sure we're playing the games like fully before we review them yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so to, to, to fully experience the, the type of rules and stuff when it's a cooperative game it's not too bad playing at two players because you're, you're cooperating anyway, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not really a big deal. Mm. But when there is a competitive element to it, I think it, it does it's need important. a... important, yeah. yeah make sure we, we do that. So what's um what's next up? Ooh, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm thinking... I thought we decided. <laughs> Had we? You go. I thought we were doing Arkham Horror. Oh, yes, we are. Of course we are. <laughs> we decided this while making coffee earlier, and yeah, he's already forgotten. Yeah, I do. I have, yeah. I've not had enough coffee yet. Need to put another pot on. Yeah, um, 
So, gingerbread, 7 out of 12. However, I would still recommend it to people. I would still say Maybe that's play gingerbread. Section, then. We'll do our scores, and then we'll say, would you recommend it, though? Yeah. That's okay, seems, that's, that's good. That's, yeah. that's, then that's a bit fairer. So we can keep our score system a little bit, you know, a bit more ruthless. Yeah, the scoring can real. be ruthless, but then we'll say whether, whether we not. recommend it. Yeah. There that's, you that's go. That's a good way, because I would, I would recommend this game. Yeah. Um, I think Phil makes some amazing games, and every every one of his titles that I've played, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and would recommend everyone to try some of his games, at least one of his games. Mm. If you're asking me, it's Baron Park. Mm. That you must I feel like we need to have we but... need to pull out a game that we hate, but I can't think of one that we both hate. There's probably quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And she's saying that because I have made a decision that anything he that has. scores under six, I will get rid of. Mm. Yeah. Also, another reason why I'm being harsher with my yeah, because because yeah. I can't buy any new games until I get rid of some old. We've ones. got a one in one out system now before our yeah. house is literally just a. A gingerbread house made out of board games. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think it's time to wrap this up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, I've checked the stats recently, and, and we've had an amazing response from you guys for, for only six episodes. Amazing. Um, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, we appreciate it. We really do. Thank you so much. Uh, so check us out on Twitter, at Cooperative Car 2, also at Shinxus one uh, we're on Facebook under Cooperative Cardboard. Uh, our email address, cooperativecardboard at gmail.com. Feel free to send us a question, a comment. We'll read it out in our podcast and hopefully try and answer it. Yeah. And uh, we're on the majority of uh, podcasting platforms, including Spotify now, uh, which was a bit of a pain in the bum to get it on, but we're on there now. Um, so thank you so much. All music provided by Cringer and the Battlecats. Obviously. And uh, yeah, have fun board games. <laughs>